Every year I know we gonna go hard. We been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I will Welcome in to Lombardi's Legends live here on a Monday evening. I am Wags and joining me as always is Dane. We are here to recap an active weekend for the Packers as they finish up the NFL draft. And Dane, it was exciting. We got some things right. We got some things wrong. But as a whole, I think uh, we have to be pretty happy uh, with how the Packers were able to address some of their needs and, and some of the value that they got with their selections. So, Dane, how are you feeling tonight just overall coming out of the NFL draft? I'm ecstatic. I'm really happy with what the Packers were able to accomplish um, just a couple days ago now. Um, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, but being able to sleep on it a little bit over a couple of days, it's why we wanted to record this on a Monday live and, and y'all be listening to this on Tuesday um, is because I wanted to kind of, you know, let things settle in, sink in a little bit and not give you that knee jerk reaction. And I'll tell you what, I feel like the Packers really doubled down on the defensive side of the ball, got faster, uh, got more aggressive. They invested in positions that they haven't as much uh, higher round in the last couple of years. They just went ahead and did so with that. I like the wide receiver picks. Um, I love the offensive line. Anytime you can invest the offensive line, I think it's a good thing, especially when you got number 12 back there. You got the running backs that the Packers have. So, Wags, broadly speaking, I'm really happy with what the Packers did. And uh, I know that there's some controversy, some debate over uh, uh, over Walker, uh, the Packers' 22 or 22nd overall selection. But I'll tell you what. Uh, uh, hold that thought. Sorry. Okay. Let's, let's, before it. we get into it, let's uh, – I know you're eager, Dane, to dive into this. So I'll let you break down. We'll get the pick-by-pick pick breakdowns here in a second. So I, I didn't mean to jump in, but um, to, so we'll, we'll get into that. I think we'll also later maybe look at the roster as a whole. How is it shaping up coming out of the draft? And is there any additional moves that we think Packers front office might be making before camp? Dane, I... Before we get into the draft selections, one thing that stood out to me that was a little bit of a surprise, we knew they were going to go O-line. They took three O-linemen in this draft. We knew they were going to go receiver. They took three wide receivers in this draft. Um, we knew at some point they would get an edge. I'm surprised they only took one edge guy, but um, you know they're probably going to be looking at other ways to fill out some of the depth and competition for that position, apparently. Uh, one surprise to me was two defensive linemen. I thought they might take one, but two defensive linemen was a little bit of a surprise to me. But can you remember any draft that the Packers did not take a single quarterback, running back, tight end, or cornerback? The four premium positions in the NFL, and the Packers didn't take a single one from any of those position groups. So pretty remarkable, but it shows that this, this front office, I think, had a plan and they stayed disciplined to their plan and they really wanted to attack this board with having so many picks went into it with 11 and left with 10 picks after 
trading their two second rounders to move up for Christian Watson. So just overall, when you look at the position groups that they attacked, anything that stood out to you or any surprises as they uh, broke things down? Um, Yeah, I I suppose, you know, not a ton of surprises. I think the two defensive tackles was a bit of a surprise for me actually as well. I thought that they'd sign another guy off the, you know, um, undrafted free agency. I didn't think they'd necessarily invest another guy. I thought they'd actually invest in another corner to be completely honest with you, just to throw another young guy in the mix. They're deep up top, but you know, then there's a lot of guys that are still trying to prove themselves on this roster. But overall, I really like what they did, especially when you get to the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round. Um, it's sometimes it's just nice to get another guy in camp and see what he looks like. And the Packers being able to trade back and gain another seventh round pick I like that they did that even. It, it, it creates more competition. I love the three wide receivers taken um, because, you know, you're going to see guys battling for that fifth and sixth spot now at the wide receiver position. And it might come down to who plays better special teams as well. So across the board, I really liked what they did in this draft. I love the, uh, the Carpenter pick. Um, we'll get it to him, but good special teams guy. There's a lot of guys that I thought were they really landed on. Um, so Wags. I say let's get into this. I'm curious your take uh, on the Packers' first-round selections, plural. But let's start with Kwai Walker, the number 22. He's going to wear number seven, off-ball inside linebacker from Georgia. How do you feel about the selection a couple days after our live uh, broadcast? I feel great about the selection. I think what threw me off the most in the moment was I just didn't think the Packers were going to be drafting an inside linebacker mm-hmm. in the first couple of rounds. So that was what threw me off more than anything. And I, I honestly hadn't had a lot of time to scout Kwai Walker. Uh, he wasn't someone that was really on my radar, to be completely honest with you. But when you start to break things down and watch the film on him, there's a couple of things that really stand out. Just a long, athletic, inside linebacker, has the pedigree, came into Georgia a few years ago, ranked as a top 35 national recruit, number two linebacker nationally coming out of high school, and um, was behind uh, some really good players on, uh, you know, honestly, probably one of the top five Uh, football programs in the country at Georgia the last couple of years, was able to make an instant impact on special teams, didn't get a lot of time in the uh, base uh, defensive snaps in his first two years at Georgia, but was able to get an expanded role last year and was able to make a big impact on a defense that had playmakers all over the field. So for him to stand out on a defense like Georgia's uh, says a lot about the type of impact that he can make. Um, he, he compares relatively similarly when you get into measurables as Devondre Campbell. So certainly it looked like the Packers decided, okay, we've got Devondre. We saw what he was we were able to get out of him this year and what a difference that defense can make. And uh, no disrespect to Chris Barnes, I think he could still contribute to this Packers team, but they clearly wanted to get faster, more athletic, and more physical uh, opposite Devondre Campbell. And uh, they have a chance to do that with Kwai Walker, whether he's ready to start from day one. We shall see as we get reports into uh, OTAs and camp. But uh, certainly he's someone that 
uh, projects to be able to help this team either way. Um, and, and I know we're not drafting first rounders for special teams contributions, Dane, uh, but he's someone that I think probably um, hopefully is ready to come in right away, compete for a starting position. And uh, I think we'll be a little bit more physical with Kwai Walker on the field next to Devondre Campbell could really shore up some of this run defense. But right. um, I cut you off earlier. So I know you're like uh, raring and go. So I got to turn this over to you and get your reactions. As no, well. I mean, I'll tell you what, no, he's just big and he's fast. And that's a wicked combination with that athleticism that he possesses. I love the tools that, uh, that Walker brings to this Packer defense. He's going to be able to run sideline to sideline. Um, talk about Wiggs for years. We've looked in the middle of this Packers defense and we've gone, man, it'd be nice to have an athlete in the middle of that defense. Now we have two Devondre Campbell and Walker pairing those two together, letting him really learn from Campbell as well, which is just what a, what a person to play with play next to. He's going to help cover up. I think some of Walker's early mistakes because all young guys make some mistakes early on. But Walker is just fast. He's athletic. And I love um, how um, quick he is um, to response. He seems to have like a, a real quick twitch, but like really seems to know that instinct, right? He's instinctually a good football player. So um, I, I don't know what else to say other than I think he's a really good fit for what the Packers are looking uh, to, to get out of a first-round guy. Don't be surprised if he plays special teams. You mentioned that. You're not drafting a first-round guy for special teams, but I think he's going to be contributing on a few different phases uh, of this team, I think defensively, but also on special teams early in his career as he settles in as a defensive player. But he's going to – I mean, the Packers are sick of getting gutted in the run game. Last year I thought they improved. Um, but they still had their games where you got a little nervous, right? And you went, are we going to be able to stop the run? I think the Packers investing in Walker and then later on in Wyatt, the next first round guy we'll talk about was, was a direct reflection of the Packers saying no more of this. We are going to be a dominating defense next season with the talent that we have with the veterans. And now this young mix, I love the blend that the Packers defense is looking to prove themselves. I think they're a top five defense. If everybody gets on the same page, I really do. They've got all the tools. I love the direction they were going with coach Barry, the Packers, put in the work right now. And now we're going to see what they can do on the field. But I love the selection right away with Walker. It sets the tone of this defense. Yeah. And clearly with all the wide receivers that were off the board, uh, when the Packers got in position to make their pick, that was not going to be in the cards. Uh, I know that uh, Gudikins and, and Aaron Rodgers uh, mentioned as well uh, on Pat McAfee show that the Packers had six first round, round receiver grades and they were all off the board when the Packers were going to select. So you and I talked before the draft, made some bold predictions, and I don't even think it was that bold of a prediction to say the Packers might not take a wide receiver in the first round. So uh, I, I think as things broke, as particularly once Atlanta took Drake London at eight, and uh, then trades started to happen, New Orleans taking Olave and trading up to get him at number 11, it was pretty clear that those wide receivers were going to start to get snatched up. And I wasn't too optimistic by that point that unless the Packers wanted to get extremely aggressive and trade up in their own right. Um, and 
I'm not sure that they made the wrong decision uh, with some of those first round wide receivers. We'll see. Some of them will work out and more than likely a couple will not. Uh, So time will tell, but um, the Packers had their own strategy and they stuck to it. Uh, So, Dane, let's move then to the number 28 pick, Devontae Wyatt, defensive lineman. You said we wanted to shore up the run defense and boom, right away with these first two selections, it's clear that that was uh, addressing uh, a not maybe an immediate need at the defensive line position, considering we've got Kenny Clark, we've got Jaron Reed, we've got Dean Lowry, um, you know, we've got TJ Slayton. So we had some depth and I think some talent at the position. However, with Lowry potentially being a cut candidate, depending on injuries and how camp goes, and Jaron Reed only a one-year potential stopgap, I think it made sense that the Packers saw Devontae Wyatt as being a premium player and maybe a long-term fit and solution uh, to improve the athleticism and uh, output of this defensive line group. So um, were you surprised by this selection? I was not. I, I thought all along there's a decent, not knowing uh, that the Packers can take D-line first round, but I thought there was a pretty decent chance they might. So when they saw him on the board at 28, I know Gudikin said they thought long and hard about him at 22. So they were pretty pleased to have Devontae Wyatt at 28. What's What are your thoughts on this selection? And walk me through why it makes sense for the Packers. Well, Legs, not only are you not surprised, but if I'm not mistaken, in our mock draft, you took Devontae Wyatt uh, in, in a mock draft that we did. So um, I, mean, I didn't uh, take Wyatt, but I did take defensive linemen. So you took a defensive linemen. It was Jones out of UConn, lineman. but Wyatt right. was gone from the mock draft. Otherwise, I would have taken him. You would have taken Devontae well, Wyatt. So, yeah. Yeah. He, he, yeah. He's, he's a really good football player, I think, is, is the, the first thing that, you know, uh, really stands out to me. I love his size legs. Um, I think that, you know, he's played a ton of football. He's played 24 games during the last couple of seasons. So he's been able to stay on the field as a big man, which I'm always curious and nervous about with some of these bigger guys. Um, but legs, he was a key piece to this, this Georgia bulldog defense that just won a national championship. Right. I mean, that's the deal right here. And he's a guy who's just big, and he's physical, he takes up space. I mean, he's 300 plus pounds, right? I mean, he's just a big dude. Uh, I love his athleticism. He's a six, he's listed at six foot three, over 300 pounds. So somebody that I really like that size that he's able to bring to the table. And I've been watching a ton of tape on him. You know, I love defensive linemen. Off the line of scrimmage at the snap, he's going to punch you in the mouth. Every time he punches guys in the mouth. I love that about him. He's one of those guys that seems to be pretty darn quick as well. Sometimes you see these big dudes and, uh, you know, they really like to use their size to their advantage. I think Devontae Wyatt does that. But what really shocked me, um, or, or maybe I was just pleasantly surprised, was how quick he is with those movements despite his size. Something that you don't always see with uh, some of those big guys. Um, so I really like that. He's strong. He's strong through the hips too. Um, you can see him um, with his push. So I, I love um, Weggs, what he brings to the uh, to the defensive line, especially because what he brings is going to be a play into the strong suit of Kenny Clark, who now is going to be able to just wreak havoc on opposing offensive lines. But I think Wyatt and Kenny Clark together are a great combination. And Devontae Wyatt said uh, in his introductory press conference that the guy that he likes to watch the most 
is Kenny Clark. So I love to hear that type of thing. I think he's going to come into a really good situation with the guy that he looks up to in Kenny Clark. He said Eric Stokes, the Packers corner from uh, first round pick from last year, already sent him cheese in the mail. So um, it's nice to see three Georgia Bulldog defenders from this great Georgia defense all coming together in Green Bay again. I think it's a really good landing spot for Devontae Wyatt. And I think he's going to be maybe um, – out of all the rookies, could make the quickest impact on day one on this defensive line. I think he has that ready for NFL talent where, you know, I think he's starting right out of camp. Yeah, and he's a guy, you don't normally mention a 6'3", 300-plus pound man can get skinny, but you're Mm -hmm. absolutely right to say that he has some quickness to him. Uh, He's got a really nice swim move. He's got good hands. He's got good feet. And he can get after the quarterback and pressure a little bit. I think he's someone that I don't know if he'll instantly be consistent in making pressures behind the line of scrimmage, uh, tackles for a loss or pressuring the quarterback. But I think in spurts, he could be especially uh, giving opposing defenses or offenses, I should say, some headaches. Mm Because what are you going to do when you've got Kenny Clark, who you know can disrupt? You can't let him be one-on-one. And then you put a a guy like Devontae Wyatt, just a big man, very athletic, and can be disruptive, as you said. Um, It could make an impact right away, but it won't be asked to to necessarily with some of the depth that we have up front. So um, it allows him to grow and and compete. And uh, if he gets a lot of snaps, I think it's only a good thing for this Packers defense. So excited about him for sure. Dane, let's move into perhaps the most heralded uh, second round pick the Packers have had in a couple of years. Finally, we get our wide receiver and they got aggressive, moved up, traded with the Vikings. Uh, Their two second round picks to take Christian Watson out of North Dakota State and just a freak athlete. And it's, um, I think a lot of fans are really excited. I think Packers front office is really excited about this guy. Um, the, the one knock on him is potentially his hands. Uh, that, that got brushed under the table by Milt Hendrickson uh, in the front office. Uh, Goody said he wasn't too worried about it, pointing to guys like um, James Jones, Devontae, uh, taking a couple years to develop. Obviously, if he's got the drops, in year one, he's going to have a hard time contributing right away. But when you look at him, Dane, what are, what are some things that stand out and how can you calm any Packers naysayers that uh, say that he's not going to be ready to contribute or uh, make an impact right away in year one? Well, Wags, um, I'm going to sound like a broken record with what the Packers did in this draft, but size, speed, athleticism. Yet again, he's a big dude. I don't think enough people realize how big he's six foot four. Um, He's a big, big wide receiver. And Wags, I know we don't always care about 40 speed, but when we start start talking about wide receivers uh, with that size, that's running a four, three, six, 40 yard dash. The dude can absolutely fly. Um, So yes, there might be some um, catch issues uh, early on, but I'm confident that um, the Packers are going to get him up to speed and he's going to be able to perform at a high level early in his career. I was really excited to see that he was still on the board um, going into the second round. And I was crossing my fingers that the Packers might move up and do something. I'll be honest, did not expect the Minnesota Vikings to be the one to to make the trade 
uh, for him or with us for him. But I'll tell you what, Wags, um, he's one of those guys that just seems to be able to do it anyway. Um, he was able to catch balls. He was able to run the ball. He's also a heck of a kick returner, which um, is, you know, always something that sticks out to me, especially for a second round guy could be helpful there at least early uh, in his career. Also, something that we saw more and more of as he um, spent more time in college, his um, pass routes, I thought, got a lot better. If you go back and look at early uh, Christian Watson um, to, you know, a couple of years in at college, you can see somebody who looks smoother in and out of his route tree. And that's really exciting to see because I think he's a naturally gifted athlete, but even great athletes sometimes just can't get the route tree down. Something that I really liked out of Watson was, you know, he's doing a lot of the hard things and makes it look a lot easier than it is. Catching the ball should be the easiest thing, right? And I think that I have a feeling this dude's going to be playing in front of a jugs machine an awful lot. They're going to be working on his hands. But if you watch him play, um, although he's had some, some drop issues, I think naturally he catches the ball well with his hands. He's got really strong hands as well. Sometimes you'll see guys catching the ball with their chest, right? Or, or they don't really, they can't really um, um, track the ball well. And it sounds crazy for a wide receiver, but you see it all the time, even at the NFL level. Christian Watson seems fluid and natural with catching the ball, just sometimes doesn't come down with the completion. I think that's something that he's going to be able to improve upon. And I think the Packers see that too, right? Otherwise, they're not trading up and doing what they just did. I think the Packers have a lot of confidence in Christian Watson. And, and dare I say, out of all the receivers, this guy's just as athletic as any of them. So now can he put it together at the next level, coming from a smaller college, making that leap to the NFL? That's a huge question. But I think somebody like Christian Watson can do it. His dad was an NFL player, actually drafted by the Green Bay Packers. So there's a good lineage there. We've seen that kind of translate in years past with father like son that can play at the NFL level. But I love what Christian Watson brings. Uh, Will he be ready week one to be the contributor? Might not be receiver one week one. But Wags, I think he's contributing as this season wears on. And I think he's going to have some big games for the Packers as early as this season. I think Rodgers is going to just keep feeding into him. Yeah, I love it. Uh, one of the things that stood out to me and common theme, especially with the first four or five picks the Packers made, high relative athletic score. Actually, the highest relative athletic score for a Packer receiver drafted since their last first round receiver and Javon Walker back in 2002, almost identical Um, Christian Watson, 9.96 and Javon Walker was 9.98. So if he can make the type of impact early in his career that Javon Walker did for folks, for some of you younger fans that maybe weren't around when Javon Walker (laughs) was catching passes from Brett Favre, uh, go look up some highlight tapes. If you can find them, Uh, he uh, certainly his career fizzled out a lot earlier than expected uh, after he left the Packers due to injuries. But uh, he was a talented, talented wide receiver, uh, particularly in the first four or five years in the league. So uh, if Christian Watson can come anywhere close to that, I think he's going to make a lot of Packer fans very, very happy. So, Dane, moving on then, I think before we get to our next pick, let's take a quick break and uh, hear from our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. It's not football season anymore, particularly after the draft is over. Uh, It's NBA playoff time now. But, Dane, uh, bring us up to speed 
Um, it's a common theme here on Lombardi's Legends when we're talking about our sponsor, DraftKings. Uh, you and your wife, Andrea, have been active on DraftKings. So bring me up to speed on some of her selections and what she's been doing on uh, DraftKings as NBA playoffs rolls on. Well, it's great. I mean, we're so fortunate we get to have the Milwaukee Bucks in addition to the Packers in the great state of Wisconsin. So football season's over, but the Bucks season is going full steam ahead right now. And, uh, you know, something that we were watching the Bucks, but now my wife, in addition to watching the games, really loving DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, she, she used that promo code, folks, TPPN, had never used DraftKings Sportsbook before the football season started. Um, you know, mostly a football fan, but now with the Bucks on, you know, she's really enjoying sitting down. The game was on at noon on a Sunday. We were able to sit on the couch. The kid was sleeping and she's watching Giannis just go nuts. And in addition to the Bucks winning and having a good time, she's winning a little bit of money because of DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, use promo code TPPN. Super fun, super easy to place bets. We love DraftKings Sportsbook. They make it easy for us. Yeah, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game. You get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, uh, Dane, now we're ready to move on, and it's kind of – uh, thematic here or some alignment. We're going back to another big guy, this time on the offensive line uh, with the Packers third round selection, Sean Ryan, yeah. offensive tackle out of UCLA, maybe projected to play some guard at the NFL level, but a, again, a very impactful player from day one started all his games, all three years uh, at UCLA started all his games as a true freshman it was a top 60 rated recruit coming out of high school um, nationally. So pedigree uh, production, uh, he's been very durable. Uh, just been a top line player. I think Packers are very fortunate that Sean was available for them when they made their pick in the third round. I can't believe he was there. Real talk. I mean, dude that plays, you know, three plus years as a starter at left tackle for a major program and had the production that he had still being available in round three is an absolute gift for the Packers. And Wags, dare I say, I wonder if they would have even gone offensive line if Sean hadn't kind of fallen to him at this spot. And he's just um, seems to fit the Packers to a T because of that versatility. Yes, he's a left tackle, but we've seen John Runyon uh, starting guard for the Packers now, you know, played tackle at Michigan. They moved him inside. I could see Sean Ryan coming to Green Bay, maybe getting some looks at tackle, but um, watching him on tape, and I've been watching a lot of tape on all of the guys since we've drafted them. Um, I'll tell you what, he looks like an incredibly natural fit at guard and could be competing for week one starting role with Royce Newman. Elton Jenkins still out to start the year with that ACL injury. So I think that the Packers are looking for a lot of competition at that guard spot. And Sean Ryan's going to just fit that goal, I think, Wags. I think that he could play tackle at the next level, but he could be a very, very, very good starting guard in this league. Um, he's somebody that's just very forceful with his blocks, uses that hand placement incredibly well as well. You'll watch him just steering guys, steering defensive linemen uh, with their, you know, that inside leverage that he's able to possess. So I really like that at the next level. Also 
freakishly athletic. Dude had a 33-plus um, inch vertical leap at 330 pounds or whatever the guy weighs. So he's an incredible athlete for his size as well. But Wags, um, you know, I'm not sure his arm length is a little shorter than what I think most offensive tackles project at. So again, in a pinch could be a tackle, but I don't expect him to be competing for that right tackle spot. But I do see him at guard with Royce Newman kind of battling it out. And you can never have enough competition at that offensive line. But I really like this selection. I think he's a Packer person because he's going to be able to play across the offensive line. Yeah, I would expect that he'll get reps at both tackle and guard and camp, give them a look at multiple positions. But to your point, because of that arm length and uh, maybe his height is he's six, five, but I don't know. He, he looks a, a little bit shorter than that. I think he slots in and with his body type as more of a guard. So that's part of the reason that he may have slid a little bit further than expected as well. Uh, but uh, Dane, you needed to come into this draft and, and replenish some of the depth at offensive line with what they lost. Lucas Patrick, Dennis Kelly, um, certainly uh, are two of the names that stand out. And then with injuries, uh, we don't know, will Elton Jenkins be ready at some point uh, early in the season, or is he going to need a little bit of extra time where he's uh, a little later in the season? David Bakhtiari uh, certainly projects to be back and and hopefully healthy, but he hasn't played football in over a year, uh, close to a year and a half. Half, um, I, I guess if you don't count the first half of the Detroit game, but uh, Dane, it's it's certainly good to get some versatility. Guard, perhaps, as you said, tackle in a pinch. Um, I think uh, certainly Yash Nyman has the upper hand there if he's going to move over to right tackle uh, at the start of the season. But uh, the Packers needed to get some additional bodies there. And Sean Ryan, I, I really like what I see from him as well. So, um, Dane, let's move on then to the next selection. Another receiver. Romeo Dubs out of Nevada and another guy that made an instant impact at the college level uh, for Nevada. He was uh, uh, someone that came in, uh, was uh, uh, able to make um, an impact both on special teams and then also as a receiver uh, returned a punt for a touchdown, I I think in his second game at the college level. Uh, So uh, Packers wanted to get a guy here, not only that could be productive as a wide receiver in his position, but it's certainly beneficial that we get another guy that uh, projects to compete for perhaps a wide the punt return job yeah. uh, right away in his rookie season. Uh, I think they're going to give him some looks at that spot as well. Certainly isn't the main reason they drafted him, though. Uh, again, very, very productive as a wide receiver throughout his career in Nevada. Yeah, and Wags, I mean, not only a punt returner, but also a heck of a gunner for them as well. He can get down the field and make a tackle. And um, you're, you're right. I think they'd love to see him contribute a wide receiver, a role where there's a lot of opportunity. But that being said, um, they've said the Packers front office has not been shy about saying that they're looking to um, upgrade on special teams. And folks, they need to upgrade. We saw what we saw last season. And I think Dubs comes in and, um, you know, Whatever he does, uh, a wide receiver will be a huge bonus. But I think that if he can come in and help try to solidify a punt return job or get down the field and, and just pop on the specials uh, unit, 
look out, man, because I think that that's what he has the capability of doing. Um, they're not gifting him a, a job or anything, but I think at the next level, he can be a key special teams contributor. But also, as you said, I mean, the tape doesn't lie. The guy's had multiple thousand yard receiving seasons. The guy knows how to get open. He's had some trouble with the press coverage at times. We'll see what how he competes with that at the next level. I think the route tree needs to continue to grow. Um, but that's what he's coming in for, right? He's going to get the coaching. The Packers always do this draft and develop. They lean on their good coaches to get these guys up to speed. But I think the sky's the limit for Romeo. Uh, I'm really excited to see what he can do. And uh, he looks smooth returning punts in camp. And if he can get down the field as, as a gunner wags, I mean, look out because they're looking for a guy that can do that on a consistent basis. For sure. Uh, and I think he's someone that even if he doesn't get a lot of looks at wide receiver early on, depending on what he's able to do uh, when he gets into the Packers program and in camp, um, because of uh, one knock for him was he maybe doesn't have the most developed route tree. Yeah. Um, Nevada runs more of an air raid uh, offensive style. Uh, perhaps the Packers can get him in in certain packages uh, with you know, routes that play to his strength, he could be someone that could bend the defense a little bit, plays a lot faster than his 40 time, which is not terrible. It's respectable uh, in that four, four, seven to four, five, three range, uh, but uh, actually plays at a higher uh, play speed than Christian Watson does in terms of what they timed him at. So um, it, it's important to realize that uh, part of uh, being fast on the field is being fluid and cutting in and out of breaks, et cetera. So there's lots of things that go into that. But as you said, uh, he was uh, really productive as a return man, as a gunner. So I expect that one way or another, uh, he's going to be a guy that's going to make an impact pretty early on. Maybe not so much on the offensive side of the ball, but I'm not going to sell him short either uh, based on his production at the college level. So, Dane, moving in then, uh, again, going from, uh, you know, big guy to more of a skill position player, we've got another big man. Uh, offensive lineman David Toms out of Wake Forest um, was uh, a sele- our next selection in the uh, fourth round. Uh, Zach Tom, Tom is right? an in- Zach Tom. Yeah. Zach Tom, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm Zach Tom. Um, he's an interesting uh, prospect, uh, perhaps the highest rated athlete at the offensive line yeah. position in the entire draft. Um, he played multiple positions his college career, uh, played some center, played some tackle, played some guard. Um, so versatility is the key here. Uh, one comp that I've seen from him from some pro scout evaluators is David Bakhtiari, also a fourth round pick. Uh, uh, the Packers. So um, I'm really excited with this selection as well. Um, he's uh, not the biggest guy, uh, just a hair over 300 pounds. Uh, but I think uh, is someone that um, the Packers are going to look long and hard at uh, also giving lots of uh, reps across this offensive line group that needs to replenish the depth. Uh, dare I say he's probably the leading candidate in my mind to be kind of that swing backup mm-hmm. Uh, after they lost Lucas Patrick, uh, but perhaps with a little bit more high um, upside in terms of his athletic capabilities. So um, I'm really excited by this selection as well. You're right. I mean, and he, I mean, he's, he's such a interesting prospect. He's incredibly smart football player. I've been watching him. Uh, you can see him chirping at the line of scrimmage, shouting stuff out. Uh, and, and everything that I've watched him. So he's a really good communicator. There's no doubt about that. But Wags, I mean, play tackle, he can play center. 
I'm guessing the Packers think he can play guard too, <laughs> if he can play those uh, two positions. And I and I love that uh, about what he's able to do. And he's such a natural, fluid blocker. Something that I noticed with him, yeah, he the the um, you know some of these steps, he's just so at ease at being fluid with his movement and down blocks. Um, and, and I think at the next level, he's going to be really, really good. I love his hand placement as well, um, but he's just fast. I love his speed off the line of scrimmage. You said not the biggest guy. He's actually like, he also looks like a linebacker to me, uh, playing offensive line. Um, so it's really interesting. He looks like a guy who's seeking out a hit every time he's on the field and he's able to kind of really, um, you know, get in the face of the opposing defensive player. So I like the Zach Tom pick. I agree. I'm not sure if he's the starter um, necessarily projecting every week guy, but I think he's a guy who's definitely going to fight his backside off. He's so smart though. You can never, never um, bet somebody like that out in the Packers, as you mentioned with Bakhtiari, but so many guys over the years uh, are guys that were not first or second round offensive alignment picks that come in and end up being long-term starters for the Packers. So do all bets are off with somebody like Zach Tom. He's such a good athlete that um, I'm just excited to see him come in here. And I think he's going to know the playbook inside and out. He's probably studying as we're recording this. He's just that kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, you talk about his, his, how bright he is. His dad's a mathematics professor. And I didn't know that. <laughs> his mom's an IT professional. Wow. His older brother also played for, uh, has played for the Saints and Dolphins. So uh, he's, he certainly has um, some good family traits that uh, he's uh, inherited. So, um, I, yeah, I think he's definitely going to be someone that uh, will uh, be involved and a name that we know as camp rolls on for sure. So, Dane, looking then ahead, here's a, the next pick, another exciting pick. I mean, this is just kind of keeps going here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Kingsley Nagbury uh, out of South Carolina, uh, edge guy, and um, kind of – projected to be more of a mid to late second day pick slides all the way to Packers in the fifth round and uh, a position, dare I say, of need, particularly from a depth standpoint. Uh, I'm really excited about this pick as well. Um, SDC guy uh, was able to make an impact early on in his college career. So um, what can you tell us about Kingsley and um, uh, how do you see him slotting in early on with the Packers as well? So the first thing I know about him is they call him JJ because he's a big JJ, the jet plane guy. So uh, I've heard that he loves to be called JJ. So, um, you know, I got to tell you, though, I can't believe Wags. I can't believe he was there in the fifth round. Real talk. Um, He actually reminds me a lot of Preston Smith right right off the bat. Uh, he, He is just a big, strong edge rusher that the Packers need. He's a guy who I see projecting behind Preston Smith to start his career, but somebody that's going to set an edge and he's just going to be physical at every step uh, of his career for the Packers. So I'm extremely excited to see what he's able to do. Big guy, Wags. He's like 260 pounds. He's got those big, long arms. He's able to lock guys out and uh, a ton of holding penalties against him in his collegiate career. So the sack numbers aren't necessarily there, but guys are just draped all over him throughout his career. You're seeing guys grabbing jersey on him constantly because he's just so powerful. I think he needs to work on that lateral quickness a little bit 
Um, but I think that's something that um, these guys add to their repertoire and who better uh, to, to uh, help add that to your repertoire than Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary. We saw Rashawn Gary coming in his rookie year, had a move or two. And then with Big Z and Preston, you saw him add to that. And, and I think that to that arsenal. And I think that um, JJ is going to be able to really add to that over the next year or two. And here's the other thing. The Packers aren't asking him to come in and play 45 snaps on defense right away in every game, right? They're asking him to come in uh, and, and give some of these other guys a rest, get some snaps, make an impact on a short amount of snaps. I really like this fit for him, not only with the veteran presence, but I'll tell you what, even going into this pick, Packers front office said they were actually pretty comfortable with where they were at with their edge position. And guess what? I mean, when JJ dropped all the way to the fifth round, I mean, you have to kind of adjust your, your draft board a little bit, I think. So I really like what he's able to do. He's very explosive off the line of scrimmage. And I think he's a really good fit for what this Packers defense does, especially uh, hand in hand with Preston Smith. Really, I think a natural comp is Preston Smith. And how exciting is that? Yeah, for sure. Not necessarily a guy that his sack numbers pop off the page, but uh, was able to be extremely disruptive with pressures and uh, and make a lot of plays all across the field. So, Dane, then moving into the seventh round, and, and this is an interesting guy. I know you want to talk a lot about Tariq Carpenter, uh, safety out of Georgia Tech. Um, interesting in that we expected a safety to get taken, but uh, the Packers have already confirmed that he's going to start out in the linebacker room, yeah. uh, perhaps kind of an Oren Burks type replacement. Hopefully we can get more out of him than we did out of Oren, but definitely slots to uh, projects to be a guy that I think will um, be starting out competing uh, for a position on his 53 man roster uh, with his special teams play. Uh, it's clearly that this is the type of player that the Packers were looking for. When you get into the seventh round, now I'm totally fine if they draft purely based on special teams, potential contributions, and not to sell him short because he might uh, potentially develop as an inside linebacker, but that's not what the Packers are expecting him to come in uh, from day one and compete for reps on this base defense. They've got plenty of guys ahead of Tariq Carpenter for that role. Um, so, uh, I, you know, again, not to sell him short, but clearly a guy that they feel can make that transition and potentially contribute special teams uh, starting out at the next level. But um, I know you are chopping at the bit to jump yeah. in here, Dane. So tell us how, how you feel about Tariq Carpenter. Yeah. Uh, so he's one of those guys. He's just, he's big to be a safety, right? He's six, three, 230 pound. He's a big guy uh, for that safety role, but my gosh, is this guy fast? Uh, I, I love his speed as a, as a football player and also a four-year starter. Uh, I love when the Packers are able to go get guys that have earned it all along the way. Comes mom, military background. Uh, also, folks, a lifelong Packer fan. There's a great picture of him in a Green Bay Packer t-shirt as a young man. Um, so I know he's excited to be a, a Green Bay Packer, but Wags, um, he's fast downhill. And you just notice right away that he can run range across the the field sideline to sideline also a very good cover guy so <coughs> excuse me um so really like what he's going to be able to bring he's going to have to earn a spot um it, it's kind of like uh what was it joe thomas a number of years ago the linebacker who's still in the league um and then as you mentioned oren burks kind of replaced joe thomas i think the packers 
are still trying to find that guy that can kind of play that that flex role. Um, and, and I think that, you know, that hybrid safety linebacker role, and I'm hopeful Tyree Carpenter is the guy who can do that. But I, I like his coverage skills, but really he's going to earn that bread and butter on special teams. As you mentioned, he's going to have to pop on special teams, I think, to earn a roster spot. But um, on the defensive side, he could even maybe, I think, play some of that third safety role. It'll be interesting to see where they put him. But I think he's going to be kind of trial and error a little bit on this defense and see what sticks with him. Yeah, for sure. So next to the seventh round, another defensive tackle, Jonathan Ford out of Miami, big man uh, listed at 315, but he has already said that he's 340. Uh, so 6'5", <laughs> and um, this is a, a guy that might be a little bit of a project um, just in terms of uh, his ability on the field, his technique will probably need a little bit of coaching up. Uh, a former teammate, Jonathan Garvin, who was also a seventh round pick, Packers a couple years ago. So maybe similar in that regard. I think his path uh, I, I, early on probably projects more as a depth piece in case there's any injuries. Um, he's played some three technique, but probably more likely projects uh, as a, a one technique defensive tackle based on his size in the NFL. Um, and um, hopefully uh, more of a guy that they can bring along and develop in year one and perhaps year two. So might be a, a fringe 53 man roster candidate if he's able to come in and um, show uh, strongly in camp, but probably just as likely that he's more of a practice squad stash. Mm -hmm. If the Packers like enough of what they see from him and feel like they can continue to work with him and develop him over time. Uh, it seems like he's kind of a guy that they'll keep around and perhaps he gets elevated uh, to fill in if there's injuries throughout the season. Uh, so not someone that I expect to have a big impact early on uh, based on how much depth we suddenly have on the defensive line. But um, I think uh, is uh, worth a, a gamble based on where they're picking here in the seventh round. You get a, a guy like this, um, go ahead and, and make that selection, bring him in and see what you got and see how you can work with them as well. Yeah, good at the point of attack. He's he's one of those guys that can really, really, um, you know, uh, off the snap, he's got a really quick punch. So I like the power that he's able to do and you really that that uh, penetration um, from there. He's a big guy, as you mentioned. I mean, if he's listed or, you know, if he's saying he's 340 now, that's a big guy. Um, so, you know, the Packers have a couple of those guys, TJ Slayton friend of our pod who, you know, I think is just getting better and better. Uh, certainly, I don't think Jonathan Ford at this stage of his career has the pass rush ability that somebody like Slayton has. But to your point, I think he's going to be fighting for a roster spot. Um, the Packers all of a sudden have a pretty deep defensive line position. You mentioned Dean Lowry. If he's there, it's even harder to make the roster than it already is going to be. But um, I'm excited and I'm intrigued to see what Jonathan's able to bring to this, uh, to this defense and see what he's going to be able to do in training camp. Um, I do like, um, you know, how, how big, I love that size. He just seems to be sturdy uh, at the point of attack and you can never have enough of those kinds of guys, especially when you're trying to stop the run. So eager to see what Jonathan brings into camp, uh, but it's going to be a fight for him just trying to earn the, the, even those snaps, I think in camp with some of the guys that the Packers already have along the defensive line, but excited to see him excited to have him in green Bay. 
for sure. Um, so moving along, uh, we stay in the seventh round, another offensive tackle to round out our offensive line picks, Rashid Walker out of Penn mm-hmm. State. 6'6", 313. Dane, this is a guy that um, had, talent-wise and perhaps earlier in his college career projected to perhaps be a, a top three, or not top three, but uh, a pick in the, t- in the top three rounds, maybe even a little bit higher, um, had some injuries uh, that he battled uh, late in his college career, but uh, started a lot of games last two seasons at left tackle. Um, and I think he's another guy that could be a swing tackle. Um, certainly uh, the Packers, based on where they're drafting him, uh, probably is going to have to come in and compete hard and show that he can be worthy of a 53-man roster selection. But perhaps similarly to Ford, a guy that they can work with and develop, and if they like what they see, can stash. So Dane, um, tell us what you think about uh, Walker and um, uh, what some of the uh, underlying metrics say about him and how he could slot in with the Packers as well. well yeah, you've got to wonder what uh, would have happened if he hadn't had some of these injury issues because he is a, a big, solid offensive lineman, played a lot of tackle. Uh, over there at Penn State. And um, what we saw time and again is um, pass rushers in particular needed to be creative to try to beat him because if you're trying to just bull rush him, you're not going to have a lot of success against Rasheed Walker. He just wasn't allowing that. He's incredibly strong and firm, I think, in his um, in his blocking. He's also a very good drive blocker in the run game. We saw him you know, driving guys, a lot of pancakes with Rashid Walker. I think that the issues that we've seen with him, in addition to the injuries, which I think is a, a concern for some some teams and probably why he he fell, is um, sometimes I've been watching him and he gets a little wide in the stance and he gets a little, um, you know, uh, when, when you're grabbing at him, you can see that the pad level get a little rocked back and forth. But I think that that's all correctable. I, I, I'll tell you what, and I'm not just being a homer because I'm a Packer fan. I love the offensive line selections across the board that the Packers made. And uh, Rasheed Walker, without the injury pass, I think this dude's a, a fifth rounder, fourth rounder, if not even higher than that. So I think he's a guy that could certainly earn a spot on this team, at the very least a practice squad spot. But I like, um, I like the upside that Rashid has. Um, he just seems to kind of have that nasty streak that the Packers like in their offensive linemen. So I'm um, curious to see him get into camp because Wags, I, I like what he brings. I really do. Yeah, absolutely. I do as well. And there's some pretty funny YouTube clips uh, of him that you guys might want to go check out of him pancake blocking a guy. uh, 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 We're hoping to get him on and interview him. So we want to talk to him about that. But um, if you have time, just go check him out on YouTube. Uh, It uh, will definitely give you a chuckle so um we'll we'll try to share it if he is able to join us at some point and um uh, get get a good conversation about that but anyway dane moving into the last of the packers draft selections um samori toure um out of nebraska started his career in montana uh, at the FCS level and uh, extremely productive college player. I'll tell you what, um, as another late round wide receiver selection, I really like this pick. Um, he's perhaps not uh, projected as uh, having some of the raw size and athletic ability, but 
um, the guy averaged 19 and a half yards per catch at Nuts. Nebraska um, uh, playing some top line mm. competition. I know Nebraska's got knocked for those that watch college football last few years, but they were an extremely competitive team uh, lost by less than a touchdown to basically everyone they played, including Ohio state, Wisconsin, Michigan, Iowa, they were right there in all of those games. And Toure uh, popped off the screen um, in his last season at Montana in a bowl game caught 300 had a 303 yards receiving Dane uh that's Crazy. just insane, insane level of production almost 1500 yards receiving his junior year at wow. Montana uh and was able to carry that over the reason he transferred was wasn't just to get to a higher level um uh, uh, at the college level but um Montana shut down uh due to covid in fall of 2020 so wanted to keep playing football went to Nebraska and um I'll tell you what was able to be extremely productive in his short time there as well. So uh, I'm looking forward. He might be kind of a sneaky guy yes. that could be competing ahead of a couple of their earlier wide receiver mm-hmm. selections uh, to get on the field offensively uh, just because of his route tree and, and uh, how developed he is on some of those uh, uh, things that, you know, you don't can't just measure. Uh, and if he, I'll tell you what, if he makes a, a early, um, and I don't want to take the words out of your mouth because it looks like that was exactly what you're going to say. But mm-hmm. if he makes an early connection, probably more likely with reps with Jordan Love, and then all of a sudden starts getting some reps with Rodgers, and they're like, hey, we like this guy. Um, I, I think uh, he's definitely someone to be watching for in camp as well as, oh, he came out of nowhere, surprise of camp. We've got these other wide receivers, but it's Toure uh, that could be put, making the push for the early playing time and the early impact. Wags. He's smooth in his route tree. He catches the ball and he's a nasty blocker for a wide receiver. It sounds like a Packer wide out to me. Um, And and he's a grinder. You mentioned went to Montana, came to Nebraska, loves the game of football. You can see that when you watch him, he plays with a lot of joy. Um, So I'm really excited to see uh, what Toure is able to do in Green Bay, but I think that he adds a dimension and he he's kind of a bit of a gadget guy or could theoretically be as well. I know Nebraska played around with him in different position roles and kind of moved around and tried to manufacture to get the ball in his hands. Wouldn't be surprised in Green Bay if, you know, you see the ball in his hands a couple times, you go, okay, we need to see a little bit more of that. I just really like what he brings. I, you know, um, totally different position, different style player. But I thought last year's uh, in the preseason, Kylan Hill was kind of a guy that just popped um, before the injury. And I wouldn't be surprised if Toure this year is kind of that Kylan Hill-esque player where you just go, whoa, who's that guy? Mm-hmm. And every time you see him on the field, you just notice that he's there. I think he could be that kind of player in this offense this season. Yeah, for sure. So that wraps up our picks. Dane, just to put you on the spot, if you had to choose which of these picks do you like the most, you know, based on your own criteria, maybe you just like them the most as a player based on what you've seen and evaluated so far, what was the best value, whatever, however, whatever you want to use for your criteria, um, who's the guy that uh, stands out to you or who would you, who would you pick as that early favorite selection the Packers made in this group? Uh, It's so hard wags. It's really hard to do because I like, I actually, I just, I'm really, happy overall with what the Packers were able to do across the board. But if I had to pick one guy right now, 
I would probably say it's tight, but both two offensive linemen are, are I'm going between Sean Ryan and Zach Tom. I think both those guys are going to be contributors for this Packer offensive line. If not this year down the road, they can hell they could both be starters at some point uh, for this team. So uh, I'm going to go between them, but I think out of everybody, I actually really, really like the Zach Tom pick. I think that he's flexible to play across all five position groups for the Packers. Um, may not be an immediate starter, but somebody who the Packers will lean on at some point in his career, and he's going to show up. Kind of a Lucas Patrick-style guy. You, you know I love Lucas Patrick. So um, I like him a lot, but I really like Sean Ryan as well. I think that he's somebody who's going to be an impact, and he could be a starting guard week one. Yeah. What about you? I'm curious who you've got. And those are two names, but I'll just go with a different one. And I'm going to go with Devontae Wyatt. I think he's um, primed uh, to make an impact early on, even though we've got um, some veterans perhaps uh, in front of him on the depth chart to start off with. He's going to have to compete for snaps, uh, but I think his ability to make an impact um, and just be disruptive uh, in the backfield, both as tackle tackles for a loss, as well as potentially getting some pressures on the quarterback could pose some significant problems for opposing offenses that are going to have to choose between um, continuing to double Kenny Clark and how Clark uh, usually is disruptive, even with the double team. And then you've got someone with like Devonte Wyatt, that can uh, be very, very disruptive uh, and is quick. And as you so um, uh, succinctly said in your evaluation, just punches guys uh, off the line of scrimmage. So I I really like that selection. I I get that it wasn't necessarily on paper an immediate need, but I like what that could potentially do for this defense. Um, And certainly Kwai Walker is a huge piece of that as well. But for this defense, the one Real weakness that was remaining uh, after last season. I thought they definitely took a step, a level up, um, even with some injuries, uh, uh, especially to Jair, was that run defense. And with these two first picks uh, in the first round, I, I think uh, maybe not immediate playing time guys in terms of the number of snaps that they're getting or if they're starting, but um, could really, really help this defense to eliminate that as a weakness. And now where are the weaknesses on this defense? They they could legit be solidly in the top five to 10 and maybe even better mm-hmm. as a defense across the board next year um, without any um, any real easy ways to attack them. So I'm excited uh, by that pick. And I, I think that could pay some dividends early on for this Packers team. I love it. Uh, how exciting, right? I mean, this was a fun draft and I feel like the Packers were taking needs, but they, they let the draft come to them across the board. They really did. They doubled down, tripled down at a couple positions where you always want to triple down on. It was, it was great. Um, and I think that they, they left with, um, one of the most athletic wide receivers in the draft, a heck of a defensive lineman, heck of a linebacker, uh, you know, some of these offensive linemen, and then some guys later on that can just really could potentially stick. So um, I feel great about this draft. And dare I say, this is an A draft for me. I think that they did a really good job. Now remains to be seen. We'll see how these guys show up once they get to camp. But um, I'm I'm really happy, really pleased with where we're going. A lot of Packer people as well. It seems like a lot of Packer style players that fell to the Packers. And now, you know, I'm ready for OTAs, Wags. I'm ready for camp. Let's put some pads on. 
for sure. Um, so programming note, uh, we are moving from Sunday evening recording to obviously today's a Monday and we're planning to stay that way for the foreseeable future. We'll see if that sticks uh, once we get into in-season programming, but very well could with the number of games that we uh, had on national TV last year. Once that's announced, it's it might be a little easier just to plan for Monday evenings uh, mm-hmm. uh, aside from the nights that uh, we're doing Monday night football. But um, so stick with us on that schedule. So sorry for the slight shift there, but it just works out better uh, for both of us. So I'm um, happy to be doing that. So next week we'll be back and we'll be uh, recapping the undrafted free agents. Another one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. want to give those guys their due. There's always a, a diamond or rough uh, or two that comes out of that group. Um, and usually multiple that are part of the roster or practice squad. Um, so it's going to be good to dig into that group as well next week. Um, Dane, before we sign off, I think just one last question and then we'll uh, be done for the evening. As you're looking at the how this roster has taken shape now that the draft is over, are there any position groups that you look at and say, hmm, maybe that's one group that they'll still be looking to make moves, even if just on the fringes uh, with uh, some veterans that are still available in free agency? Or do you think the Packers are short of some injuries that happen heading into or during camp uh, pretty well set with most of this roster um, in terms of uh, any potential free agent acquisitions? I could still see them going for another safety, believe it or not, a traditional safety um, wouldn't surprise me, especially the way that the free agent market for the safeties has kind of been devalued to a certain degree over the years. Wouldn't necessarily be an expensive piece to kind of get a veteran guy in there. I think you and I both really like Vernon Scott, um, really like uh, in his gains as well. And some of these other guys, um, but that being said, wouldn't be shocked right now. We've got, we've got uh, Adrian Amos, and we have um, Darnell Savage. And then after that, you know, not a lot of experience, in-game experience. So I think that that's kind of what I'm circling. I thought we were going to draft a safety early in the draft. Clearly, we didn't do that. Packers picked up Darnell Savage's fifth-year option, right? We saw some other things. But I think that one veteran in that spot wouldn't be a complete surprise to me. And I'll turn that question to you as well. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. I, I don't think there's any other immediate needs. I Even though Goody said that he's really happy with the tight end group, I wouldn't be shocked if they look to maybe add to that group in free agency as well. Not like a big name. I don't even know if there's any um, splashy right. players available, but um, the fact that they were trying to trade for Darren Waller tells me that no matter what Goody says, Right now, uh, his actions probably speak louder than his words, and I just would not be surprised to see them, uh, if they can make a move and add to that tight end group, it might make sense. Particularly, you've got Robert Tunyon coming uh, off injury and probably isn't going to be available to go from day one. And uh, that uh, with him out, um, even with DeGuara potentially continuing to develop, not proven yet, as a, a pass catcher at the NFL level, there's just not a lot of uh, pass catching options in that group. They can give you some of that, um, but I don't know that anything's been proven in terms of real legit NFL um, productivity at that tight end group. So that would be probably the other group that I would be looking at coming out of this draft as well. 
Well, we'll see. I mean, there's there's still a lot of time between now and uh, and camp, right? And we, if we know anything from Goody and this front office, is that they're always tinkering and that they're always looking to add. I mean, Devondre Campbell was a signing in June last year, if I remember yeah. correctly. So, I mean, don't be surprised if they're finding guys that that can come in and contribute still. So that's that's kind of the the fun of having a smart front office. Is you know. I think that they'll probably tinker a little bit, Wags. They have the roster spots. They have enough money. I think that they can still add somebody. Beautiful. Well, I think we better sign off here. We just eclipsed the hour mark. <laughs> um, and uh, it was really fun to break down the NFL draft for the Packers. As always, be legendary and go Pack Go! Pack go. go. Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport, and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will say.